Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. Their professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and monerofinancial.com. And tell them the Mickey Dudes sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for this week, fresh back from Orlando, Florida, Chuck Fitzgerald, alongside three of our fantastic rotating Mickey dudes, co-hosts and friends currently also in New York, fresh from Orlando, Dave Koch. Debbie was sick. So the union sent me and it is good to be home. Even though I, even though Orlando's where I pay rent story in New York will always be home. How many bagels have you had between now and then? Between now I, and the time you've gotten back, I've not had a bagel yet. I'm trying. I'm trying to be. In, I'm trying to be a good, good boy and just in everything in moderation. I had a half of egg and cheese, egg cheese and sausage sandwich this morning, which I have the other half for tomorrow. I had half a rainbow cookie, and I bought a, a loaf of Parisi's bread, which I'm, which I had a, one piece of, with dinner tonight. So, I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying every week. I'm gonna give myself a little another treat. Next week it's gonna be uh, Sicilian pizza and souvlaki, and then just uh, kind of just making it because I'm, I'm here for the month of July. I'm just I'm just trying to just space it out so that I don't come back gaining 20 pounds. That makes sense. From Chicago, Illinois, and best friends with Smokey the Bear and Scruff McGruff, who is also from Chicago, Tim Schwaska. My apologies. I have no catchy phrase this week. I am all out of uh, energy from celebrating Treason Day. Always remember. Oh, we always answer because freedom always rings. Ah, very good. Um, and yeah, I, I was gonna make a Scruff McGruff comment again, but yeah, I missed it the first time and said Smokey the Bear. Um, from the Sunshine State. Who I had a fantastic dinner with this past week, Joe Quattrochi. Yes. Joe, how are you? This good. Week? I am good, Chuck. First of all, uh, I, Jen and I both enjoyed the dinner with Heather. Uh, fantastic. We went to Splitsville that will be covered in a future show, uh, recapping Chuck's uh, es- escapades uh, down in the Orlando, Florida area. But uh, yes, it was a lot of fun. The weather kind of stunk that night, but uh, we had a great time. And uh, oh. and uh, yes, and uh, Tim. 
Happy Independence Day, brother. Uh, go USA. Uh, undefeated since 1776. So, right on. Absolutely. Celebrated with another shirt this year. This year's shirt was Patrick Henry. Give me liberty or give me death. Uh, with that, I also uh, bought my next Independence Day shirt, which is never forget the British blew a 13 colony lead. So, come on 2022. 245 years, baby. So That's a fantastic shirt. 13 colony lead. I love it. Um, I celebrated Independence Day in the time-honored tradition of watching 1776, um, where William Daniels plays John Adams, Mr. Feeney, so well-talented, so multi-talented, and uh, a nice uh, nice viewing of Yankee Doodle Dandy. Anyone know who stars in that movie? Gene Kelly? James Cagney. James Cagney. Really? James Cagney stars in the movie, and how do we tie this back to Disney? Uh, great movie ride. The great yeah. movie ride. Well done. Public Enemy. Yep. Public Enemy. Yes. He. Uh, he. James Cagney was a feature presentation star in the great movie ride. Right as you turn the corner to the gangster scene, James Cagney was right there, pressed up against the wall, and you heard his voiceover. Um, one of the best actors of the time frame, and one of the things that is missed out of the great movie ride. However, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, it it gives it a run for its money. It's completely different, but it's good. It's the best ride ever. It's amazing. I love it. I'm not going to go that far. Yeah, it's not going that far, Dave. Uh, it's IP. It, it needs to... It needs oh, to be you would, Mickey, no, okay. Mickey and Minnie are not IP. His Mick, own ride. He Mick, never did... You know what? He's he's the best. He's the biggest movie star of them all. He needed something. It fits that he's in the Chinese theater. Mickey and Minnie are not IP. They're like, that's not IP. The Fab Five are not IP. That does not count. Those are original. Those are original fixtures. So yeah, that's that's so not hence, IP. They didn't buy that. Hence, hence, he needs he needs to have his space in the Chinese theater. It's just see that's where poetic. I will. I will 100% agree with you that he belongs there. Uh, the Great Movie Ride had a, a fantastic run. I mean, but please remember that the reference to um, James Cagney, the movie I referred to of Yankee Doodle Dandy was released in 1942, I believe. 1941. World War II was not, in fact, over when that movie released. <laughs> Matter of fact, it was very much in doubt because 1941, yep. the German offensive into the Soviet Union was going extremely well, and the Japanese were pushing way far into China at that point. So, yeah, we were not exactly in a good position at that point. As a matter of fact, we probably weren't even in the war at that point. Uh, well, if it was 42, we were, in fact, in the war. Oh, so it was, yeah, I thought you said 41. It was 41 or 42. I'm looking it up right now because I, I looked it up the other day when I was turning the movie on. It was just something to watch as I was going to bed, but if with it being that old, 1942, um, an Operation Torch, you know, we when we went to North Africa, didn't really happen until late 42. We we really didn't even get into the mix of things until about 43. To tell you the truth, now South Pacific, different story. The movie South South Pacific, or no, no, as in oh, okay, no. Ah, very good then. I I was wondering where you're going with that because that's a different. I like Mash. That's what I have to say to that. Um, that's the Korean War. I'm aware of that. Thank you. 
All right. Any uh, any other World War Two movie trivia? Um, anyone want to touch on before we get back to Disney? No, I'm good. Watch the Pacific. Watch it. Band of Brothers and the Pacific are both very good. But with that being said, we are going to move on to our topics this week. And this week, we're going to just kind of touch on new news that has been released by the Walt Disney Company. It's been a little while since we've done this, and there is a ton of news coming from Orlando and Central Florida, and quite honestly, coming from California as well, but we're not going to touch on that today. Right off the bat, we're going to talk about how Velocicoaster is probably the best ride in Central Florida. We're going to delve more in depth into this on a uh, on a later show, as I will like joe said cover my escapades throughout central florida because it spent a lot of time all over the place but uh joe tim have either of you had the chance to do velocicoaster yet i have not chuck um it's actually in full disclosure i've been been to universal in a couple years uh i think the last time i was there dave i think i was there with you possibly (laughs) uh yeah probably you and jen a couple years ago but uh you know what's funny is spending so much time down here working from home it's like you think you're going to have time. And, you know, Dave lives like down the street from Disney property. I'm an hour and 15 minutes. So I got to make a little bit of a concerted effort. Just having that time in. Just the time is going by so fast now that we're like pretty much up and running. Like just the weekends are all booked up. So haven't had the opportunity to yet. But, uh, you know, I definitely want to make it on my list. Uh, and I think me and, if me and Jen go back, we want to probably try to go with somebody. Um yeah, because always, you know, the parks are always better with when you're with friends. So, but unfortunately, haven't listened, haven't haven't experienced it yet. Your, I do want to see your face while riding that. Oh, I'll probably love it, man. I mean, you know me, I'm a coaster junkie. So. Oh yeah, no, I uh, you you will def you will definitely love it. But I just want I just want to be I just want to be there for your maiden voyage. Tim, I didn't mean to uh, jump in front of you, but I'm sure. Yeah, Tim- I was gonna I was gonna defer to Tim before uh, I continue this with Dave. Uh, I actually have not been to Universal probably in 15 years. Uh, so no, <laughs> the last time I rode, uh, the last time I rode a coaster back in that area, it was still Fire and Ice. If that tells oh. you anything. Oh wow. Still um, doing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay then. <laughs> so this was my first trip to Universal um, since I think Islands of Adventure was in soft opening. Um, not like a specific area, not like, you know, um, Hogsmeade in soft open. I mean the actual park in soft open. So I think that was 1998. Um, so this was a, a tremendous trip. So we're going to talk, like I said, more about this in a later episode. However, Velocicoaster, if you are going to central Florida, Dave, I- I'm sure you'll agree with me on this one. Um, probably the top two roller coasters in the country right now one of the top two yes i would agree with that the uh the the one that i would put above it is actually in ohio and it's at cedar point with um the original cedar fair park annie if you're listening to this which i doubt you will uh being steel vengeance which is the same type of roller coaster that iron guazi is going to be but the restraint system gets you some fantastic airtime on the Velocicoaster. I literally thought I was being thrown from the roller coaster. And anytime you feel like you cheat death, you feel like you got your money's worth. Dave, what are your thoughts? I was, do you want me to save this for the other show? Cause, uh, uh, very high level thoughts. 
very high level thoughts. Uh, I got off that ride and I looked at my friend and said, who's Hagrid? Okay, I support that, yeah. I, I fully support that. So like, and I like we said. I yeah. love Hagrid's motorbike adventure, but. I mean, it was okay. Um, well, after if, if you rode Velocicoaster first and then rode Hagrid, you're not, you're not gonna get the, because beforehand, <laughs> That Hagrid, there was no, because up up to that point, Hagrid was like I was saying was the best ride in Orlando. Well, we uh, did in fact ride Velocicoaster first, and then proceeded to wait two and a half hours in line for. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah I, I can't, I, I, I can't necessarily blame you, and everything. I wish I would have known you were doing that. I didn't even know you were coming to Orlando, mind you. Mind you so. No, until you ran into us at Animal Until Kingdom. I ran into you and then hear from you. But with that said. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we literally ran into Dave. Um, we were with friend of the show, Jeff. Um, former Mickey dude. Always a Mickey dude, Jeff Williams. Um, and we were walking through Animal Kingdom just on the way out. And... Uh, we're talking about, hey, I, you know what? I'm, I got to reach out to Dave. I, I I don't think he knows we're here. And who comes strutting up but Dave? Jeff thought I was kidding. I was not. Dave actually walked right into us in the middle of the park. What are the odds? So we're going to move on to news this week. And we're going to start with the uh, Disney announcing details on early park entry plus new, and this is in quotes here, extended evening hours for deluxe resorts only. So starting October 1st of 2021, early park entry will give guests, excuse me, give resort guests the first chance to enjoy select attractions at every theme park every day. You will need a valid ticket or annual pass and theme park reservation for the same park on the same day for the early theme park entry. So before we go into this, um, this next part here, excuse me, this sounds like extra magic hours mornings at every single day for theme park or uh, excuse me resort guests what are your guys thoughts on opening up the door completely to every park every day um for as a benefit for staying at a disney resort dave we'll start with you i'm not uh, a fan of this at all as a local and annual pass holder you know i as as a local i don't rope drop you know but if I like to have the option if I wanted the rope drop that I can. I I have no problem with uh, opening, you know, having extra magic hours and everything, you know, for, for guests staying on property. Uh, my feeling, though, is I liked it when it was okay, you know, on certain days it was one park, on certain days it was another, to give other people options to plan around if they did want, want to uh, rope drop. You know, I'm a local who does every now and then have a staycation on property, I do, I do like, uh, go, uh, you know, even though I live close to the property, I do like to every now and then take a weekend and actually stay in a hotel and kind of just live in the bubble for a little while. So I can, I can, I, I see what they're trying to do. I appreciate what they're trying to do. And even, and when I do stay on property, if there, you know, when there was magic morning extra hour, magic hours, I did take advantage of them. But my feeling is, at least do it if you're gonna do that fine but do maybe two days at two days at one park two days at another park so you know maybe on uh mondays wednesdays and saturdays for instance you know you can uh guests can go early to the studios and animal kingdom and then the other and then the other days they can go early to uh 
Magic Kingdom and Epcot. You know, I applaud what Disney's trying to do, bringing back the Magic Hours. I am a fan of the Magic Hours. I just wish that it wasn't every park every day, excluding other people, because there are many times there are people now that want to actually stay on Disney property, and at the moment, not all the hotels are uh, open yet, and that's just for uh, that's just because they don't have the transportation capacity to uh, fulfill that. So they're forced to stay off property at the moment and still, but still visit. You know, it's kind of not. It's kind of just you know, they had a if they had a chance to stay on property, they probably would. If they if they can't get, if they can't get a reservation now, you know, that's I feel like they're being penalized. See, and I disagree. I mean, the the lack of a reservation is potentially a problem, but the majority of the guests to Orlando and to Disney World are not locals. So I, I do feel that this gives the true vacationer a little bit more of a uh, upper hand on this one. Obviously, you do still need the uh, park reservation for the day. And with that, having it, available to every park i think is the only way to do it but I, i'm actually okay with this so we're gonna turn it over to tim you have a trip coming up do you not uh have a trip coming up uh next year uh, not gonna be going anytime soon okay uh, so because... uh, w this will potentially impact that trip yes okay so what are your thoughts then with that in mind i mean personally i i'm i'm gonna dig it because i mean i'm you know, I'm taking my folks. Uh, we're taking my folks there, so especially with them being early risers, it maybe gives them a chance to get into a park a little bit early. Gives them a chance to wander around with maybe a little bit less crowds. Uh, you know, just it gives it gives them uh, you know just a little bit more of an opportunity to explore something they haven't seen for 30 years at this point. So I mean, I'm I'm definitely excited about that, uh, and. I mean, just uh, us, us being at uh, Old Key West, I mean, it's going to be very nice because I want them to be able to explore as much as they want, but then get away from it and get kind of get away from the uh, overstimulation of it. But with us being on property there, it's going to give them that chance to experience the bubble because they've never actually experienced the bubble. Uh, I, the first time I ever stayed on property was uh, with my wife uh, when we were we first got engaged. We stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, in 2003. That was my first time ever on property, even though I'd been going since uh, 1982. So this will be my uh, my folks' first trip, and for them to be able to experience that, plus get the perks of early entry and everything else along with it, I'm, I'm excited about it. And Joseph, what are your thoughts? So, you know, I hate to agree with Dave, but I, I, see, Dave's, I see Dave's point. I see where it's like, listen... It's not a problem. You want to give perks to the people who stay on property. Give it to two parks, you know, two parks for everybody else. I get that. That's like old school. So I sympathize with Dave on that 100%. But you know what, though? It's like it's just easier for him to do it from a scheduling point of view, especially with staffing levels are not where they need to be, to do it across. To just like, you know what? We're going to open up all the parks at the same time. If you're staying on property. You're going to get a little bit early. It helps with scheduling. So I see it from a logistical point as well. So I sympathize with Dave. I sympathize with the locals as I am a local too sometimes when I'm not staying at a Disney resort. However, I have a stay at Saratoga in August and I fully intend to take advantage of um, not only the early entry, but also the extra magic hours for deluxe resorts because you know what? It's like I'm going to take advantage of it. It's offered to me. Um, I think that 
you know what? It's it's great that they're bringing. It's it's great that they're bringing this back, but we also have to watch how much we complain because we had nothing like how many weeks ago, and now at least we have something because like they were gonna get rid of all of this. So at least they have something for the the on-site guests because there's really not much else of a benefit to staying on property right now. I mean, there really isn't. I mean, Magical Express is going away. You know, what what are the really other benefits? Half the transportation's still not working. Um, so I mean, this is at least a decent benefit right now but dave i do sympathize with you and the locals because uh, yeah I, I, in a perfect world i would agree with you dave do two parks the other two parks are for everybody else you know what i'm saying but i just think from a logistical point of view man i think they're just it's just easier for them to do it that way i'm sorry to interrupt dave go ahead i hear you on that the only thing is uh, you're not going to be taking advantage of the uh, extra magic hours until October. So your your August stay. Oh, that's right. My, my, my apologies. I keep I keep forgetting some of these things that have been announced, like that are, are actually going into. There's been so much news and like, October. yeah, it's, it, it's all like, you know, fiscal year, October 1, 50th anniversary. Yeah. There's been so much news, and you know. Honestly, you know, and Chuck, you know this, right? And Tim and Dave, like, we do a lot of fun shows here, but there's so much stuff breaking. I'm like, we got to talk about this. So, and I'm even getting confused of all the stuff that's coming out. So, thank you for pointing that out. But I will, uh, you know, at least uh, for my stay, uh, you know, in January or whatever, then, uh, you know. You do. Um, actually, I guess I'm going to, you do bring up a good question that I do want to ask. And, but we'll, it has to do, it has to do with the next topic. So, I will, I, Chuck, can I have a deferral to ask uh, Joe another question in the next topic? By next topic, you mean the evening? Yes. Well, let's move there right now, actually, and okay. we will start with the question after I talk about the, the next topic here. Um, so in addition to this extra early, excuse me, extra early magic hours, um, guests staying at Disney Deluxe or Deluxe Villa Resort hotels will also be able to enjoy extended evening hours on select nights in select theme parks. Extended evening hours will begin in early October with specific dates and parks to be shared at a later time. Um, once again, guests will need a valid theme park ticket or pass. Um, however, interestingly enough, this article states, oh, however, if they have the park hopper or AP, um, and they entered their reserve park for that day, they can experience the later at evening hours regardless of a uh, park reservation. However, if they have neither of the uh, AP or park hopper and they do not go to their reserve park earlier in the day, they, are, they should be unable to participate in the evening hours. So Dave, with that being said, what is your question for Joe? Okay, uh, my question for Joe for this one is, uh... With DVC resorts, um, are is Saratoga and uh, Old Key West considered deluxe uh, for these purposes? Every DVC, every DVC resort is considered deluxe villa. Okay, awesome. I, I actually believe was... they fall under deluxe villa. And and, and okay. Dave, I think this is a you know, there's a lot of people who are going to be that are going to feel it's a class system. Like oh, people staying at the Grand Floridian or Poly or Contemporary, you know, or Beach Club or whatever or DVC resorts, they get all the perks. The way I actually see the first thing that came into my mind was this is a selling point for DVC for main DVC to sell original points. I think this might be something that's going to stay around. This is something that, you know what? They're going to be like, we're only offering extra magic hours at evening to 
DVC resort guests and for deluxe villa guests. Like if you dude, if you're dropping eight hundred bucks a night at Grand Floridian, you should get yeah, you should get that. But I think this you should is, get more. Than you that should get more. Yeah, hundred dollars. But I nice. but I think that honestly, this is a new thing that DVC is going to use to sell contracts. You know what I'm saying? And and well, honestly, that, and, and that, to, that, to me, my if they did it. Yeah, but, see, but to me, one of my favorite things to do, and I experienced this with all of you guys, is hanging out in the parks at night. We did it during our Mickey Dudes trip two years ago, hanging out at Epcot, like watching Illuminations, all of us just hanging out, having beers, like just walking around the promenade at night. That was awesome. And if you take that and make that, you know, extended uh, magic hours for like DVC guests, if we were all staying at a DVC, that's amazing. That's like one of the best things I love to do in the parks. So I, I think this is going to be. A selling point. I really do. Dave, think about Marathon Weekend. You're out. You're celebrating your half marathon or your marathon. You get your medals on, and you get to stay in a Magic Kingdom extra two hours because you're staying at a DVC resort or you're staying at yeah. or Poly. Yeah, or... The, thing is, the thing is, you're talking to me like I disagree with this, when, but I actually am 100% for this. Oh, I no, no, no this... I'm, just, I'm just saying these are all the things that like originally popped oh, in my yeah. head. It's like there's a lot of positives to it. Now, there's going to be a lot of people. That you know that stay at All Stars or Pop or even the mid level ones like you know Port Orleans, you know or Coronado. I get it. You kind of feel like you're shut out, but you know what? From a logistical point of view, like for selling contracts, I, I you know, you're gonna yeah. need to give these deluxe resorts something. And I think this is one oh, of yeah, things. Of are I am going to interject. Okay. Just to allow me to interject, absolutely, very brother. briefly. Um, nowhere does it say that you are required to stay at a DVC resort on a DVC owned contract. You have to be staying at the resort. Not necessarily a DVC-owned oh, yeah. contract. Yeah, but it's well, gonna be—it's gonna be a selling point, though. You know what oh I'm yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? It take for Tim, the class it, of hotels, yes, but yes. not necessarily for DVC. Yeah, but but look at look at take Tim for example. He's gonna have his parents there next year. He's got this awesome trip booked, and now he's gonna have the opportunity to stay in the parks a little bit later if they want to. I know they're early risers, but you know he's doing this like one big last hurrah trip where he's like going all out, and he's gonna have that opportunity to. You know what? We could spend a couple hours more in Epcot. We could spend a couple hours more in the Magic Kingdom. And I know, like, for what the plans so, he has, he's going to take full advantage of that. So uh, the reason why I, the reason why I actually asked you that, Joe, was because I was getting excited because fiftieth uh, anniversary uh, weekend, a uh, uh, a very special person has uh, so graciously this uh, graciously. Uh, did me a favor and, and named me on their DVC reservation so that I can actually make park reservations. And uh, that individual at one time is going to be at Saratoga. So I actually uh, can take advantage of those magic hours technically. So absolutely, I, when I started with Saratoga, I was just uh, very giddy at that point. So I, um, I don't want to single that person out, but uh, if they are listening, let the, that individual know how much uh, they are loved and appreciated. You know who you are. Now, Tim, um, Joe and Dave actually both mentioned that you are going to be able to take advantage of this next year. What are your thoughts about this? I mean, this is brand new, and it's kind of the only time a deluxe resort has gotten a benefit for a Disney vacation. So what are your thoughts? Personally, uh, like like Joe said, it's some people are going to try and make it some sort of classist thing. And the way I look at it, if I'm going to be painted a villain, I'm going all out. I plan on getting the powdered wig, the tri-corner hat. I will be <laughs> cosplaying. 
full count demo. I'll, I'll be, you know, cosplaying full count demone from History of the World Part One, <laughs> and walking over the peasants as I go to enjoy my two hours. Absolutely, I am very, very excited. I cannot wait to look at them down on the balcony and feel sorry for the poor rabble as I enjoy my extra beverages and extra hours in Epcot. One can still probably enjoy the X, even if you're not staying at uh, a, they're not going to sweep the park to uh, get you out. So technically you might not be able to get on an attraction because that's what happened with, uh, you know, they would be checking magic bands and everything when you were uh, getting on an attraction during extra magic hours. But, you know, if the bars are staying open, you know, your 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 guests that's staying at the Value Resort can still t can still t uh, hang out in Rosen Crown. So that's that's that fine. The only thing I'm going to be doing to Rosen Crown is setting fire to it. So is that a July Fourth reference or just because? That's a July 4th reference, and that's also a throwback to the 1916 Easter weekend uprising reference. Okay, remember, my mother's maiden, my mother's, you know, my uh, father's mother's maiden name is McGee. So, ah. anyway, moving on. I will definitely be enjoying uh, just every uh, just every bit of this. It, it's it's a fantastic perk. I I'm very excited about it. And again, like like you, a lot of you have pointed out, uh, it's you really didn't get much of a perk for staying in a place like that. I mean, you, you did get some more amenities, you know, you, but you really didn't get a noticeable difference from there to maybe a moderate. So something like this, I agree. It's a nice selling point and I'm excited. And you really didn't you get a difference to deluxe or uh, value. When you consider, like when you look at the difference in price between a moderate and the, and the deluxe, you know, there's not much of a, you know, there's, there's maybe a hundred dollars to a hundred fifty dollar jump from uh, value to moderate, but sometimes from moderate to deluxe, you know, you can sometimes have at least a three hundred dollar jump per night. That's a good point, Dave. Between, yeah, it's, it's a pretty between, big jump between those ones. So, it at that point, you know, people might turn around and and argue, you know, it's a class system and everything in that way too. But, you know, you are. Spending exponentially a lot more money for those rooms in the first place, so you know what it it makes sense to to give them the give them the uh, perk. It's almost like if it's good enough for Universal to do with uh, Express Pass, you know why not Disney? Hey, you know it's funny, Dave. It's the way I look at it is, and uh, Tim, I'm just updating you on the scores two two going into overtime. Uh, it's like going to a hockey game or going to any sporting event. Everybody pays different prices of admission to get into the game. You could be up in the upper level. You could be in a mezzanine, lower level. Some people have club seats. You know what? And if you pay more to sit in a club seat, you're still seeing the game, but you're getting different perks and different amenities during the game. And it's no different. Everybody, yeah. if you're staying at a, a value or a moderate or just a day guest, you get to experience the park. But if you're staying at a deluxe or a deluxe villa, you might get a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? You might get a little bit of that shrimp cocktail or the, the free booze or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It goes along with it. It's just a little extra perk and kind of put it in a sports reference, you know. Yeah, we all love everybody to have the same thing, but it's only two hours. You know, it's not like you're you're cutting off like half the night for like a party. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's only for deluxe resort guests who are, you know, staying. You know, they, the park closes at 7, everybody else, but it's open until midnight for... You know, it's only for two hours. So, I mean, that's kind of the yeah. way I look at it. I think it's good. I'm glad to see that some of these things are coming back. They're in a little bit of a different version than they were. But listen, every day there's something new coming out. There's better news. We're getting back to more of a quote unquote normal. Right. So these are all great things. You know, like, I mean, it's we're, we're getting back to 
somewhat of a new normal, right? So I'm down for it. Okay, well, if no one has anything else about that, we are going to actually move on to our next topic. And we're going to talk about Run Disney. Uh, I'm probably the last person that's qualified to talk about Run Disney, but I can read the news article. So, in-person Run Disney events are going to come back to Walt Disney World this fall. In an effort to make it seem like we are going back to this new normal and a real normal, um, Run Disney has released and officially announced that in-person events will be taking place as early as this year. The Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend powered by Aftershocks will be taking place on November 4th through 7th of 2021. With that being said, you can also expect to have a return, and because they did confirm this, of the Marathon Weekend for January 5th to January 9th of 2022. Isn't it crazy that we are talking about 2022 what happened to 2007 uh disney princess half marathon weekend will be taking place from february 24th to 27th and the run disney springtime surprise weekend presented by otterbox from march 31st to april 3rd um also this year there will be new offerings for runners to enjoy which will include run disney springtime surprise weekend each race season, the fourth weekend will be the Run Disney Spring Springtime Surprise Weekend, featuring new and evolving race themes and distances. Um, not a whole lot of information on that. I'm thinking a mix between like, uh, what was the Expedition Everest Challenge? I think it was like the the October one. Is that correct? That was in May. Actually, that was in May. Oh, okay, you, that... You're thinking of Tower of Terror ten miler that used to. Be. Okay, that is. I am thinking of the Tower of Terror ten miler. Okay. Um, also, Disney Princess Sunrise Yoga. On the first morning of the Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend, Run Disney will introduce Disney Princess Sunrise Yoga held in front of Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom Park. And all Run Disney races will have a virtual race option going forward, allowing Run Disney fans across the country to still participate in their favorite races, even if they are able, unable to run at Walt Disney World. They will still receive their special medal for just completing the race. And then there's the kids races, which will continue. Um, Dave and Joe, and, and I guess Tim. Tim, do you want to talk about running? Honestly, the only thing I just want to say is earlier this year, uh, you know, we've I gathered with a lot of friends on a Highland field. Uh, and, you know, you saw all these very large burly men and athletic women all just almost openly weeping and embracing and just being so happy to be able to be back out on a field and competing again. And you know, I, I, you know what? No, I don't run, but I am so, so happy for all the runners out there, all the competitors, all the racers. You know what? I, you don't have to take part in something to be happy for someone. And this is outstanding. I mean, Joe, Dave, I mean, and, and, and for, you know, and for your lovely bride, Heather, Chuck, I'm, I'm happy for all of these racers who now finally get to go back to doing what they love to do. You know, you've especially during what we've what we've, we just went through, everybody's missed it so much. So, you know what? I'm, I'm thrilled. I am absolutely thrilled to see this back. I'm thrilled to see it back for everyone who participates in this. And you can see the excitement level already. I mean, it's palpable. And I'm so, you know what? Good on everybody. And hey, enjoy it. Enjoy it, and I'm happy for you. 
All right. With that being said, I'm going to defer to Tim and, or, uh, excuse me, Tim, you just spoke. Joe and Dave, uh, talk about running. Dave, you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Go ahead, Joe. All right. So I would say, yes, I'm happy to see it back. I'm saying I'm about 75% happy with all the announcements. The one thing I'm not happy about is there's no AP or DVC early registration. They're kind of deferring straight just to club run Disney. And that's their membership that they've been, they were trying to sell before the pandemic started where one of the perks is getting an early registration. Uh, it's a little pricey. Um, I'm, I don't do it. That's not my deal, but um, it's probably going to help you get in for these races. Cause I know the demand is pretty high. Uh, the internet, the disc, Twitter's pretty, 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 pretty excited about it right now uh, that, that it's coming out. I'm pretty excited to see what this new springtime surprise race is going to be. It looks like it's a wild card. They're going to, have you register for it, and then you're not going to know what the theme is. Uh, a lot of Star Wars fans That's are probably... Cool, yeah, I think it's cool, but I think a lot of Star Wars fans might not be happy because it looks like that race weekend is probably gone. I'm happy to see them keep the traditional marathon weekend. Uh, if you notice Wine and Dine, Dave, it's kind of like the, the, the villains kind of theme, which I think a lot of people have been craving for. So I think that's going to be generating a lot of excitement there as well. Um, I'm happy to see the prices didn't go up. I mean, Run Disney races are typically expensive, but the prices stay the same. So I'm really happy that like at least they didn't like bump it up like 10 or 15 bucks because they haven't been around for a year and a half. So thank you, Run Disney, for not raising the prices, keeping it where it's going to be. Uh, I really hope that the field sizes are going to stay the same. I did notice, Dave, that the um, the cutoff for submitting your time is, is it sub two hours now, right, for half marathons? I think yeah. they yeah, they yeah. really lowered the the time so if it you was it was two thirty right? and they kind of kept lowering it so if you're a runner that's borderline two hours and you don't have a time from 2019 or sooner um try to get out there and run a 10k or a half somewhere locally so you can have a good time to submit because they've really uh shortened your uh your your time frame of uh your sub two out like i think i still have a, a half or, like around... or hire hire a, hire a fast runner to run with your bibs so that you can actually put the time we in. are not we're not going to uh encourage that dave <laughs> but uh yeah so it, they're definitely making it uh where the front corrals are going to be pretty i don't know if they're doing this dave to have the front corrals be a little more for lack of a better term elite i don't know if that's really the right term but you know what i'm saying like people who no no that's fair yeah you know what i'm saying but the, you know they're they're want like if you're going to be up front you know a b and c corrals for like a half you're going to run sub two hour half marathon. So uh, if you want to run into, you know, take your time, take your pictures, you'll be a little further in the back. So they're making it much shorter. And I know for me, I, could, I think I'm a pretty good runner and, you know, I'm around like one low one fifties. So I mean, that's pretty close to like not being be able to submit a time. So I'm like, Ooh, I better work on it's, this stuff a little bit. So I think it's fair. Um, the other question I do have to ask though, is, is it, is it, to, is it to make the fr front corrals more, more elite or does it mean that they're going to net to lower the actual entry levels still because of um, since the CDC still hasn't fully given the uh, clear that the pandemic is over are they trying are they trying to just no uh, I don't, I, I don't think so participants no I don't think so I think it's because it, it's if you're in you're in it's just more about where you're going to be placed so if you have to only let 10,000 in because of what you just said well if 300 people are sub two hours but everybody else isn't then they're just going to put those people in front and sort everybody else out after that. so i don't think that's the case there you know but 
But uh, I, I do think, though, Dave, I, I'm happy to see, going back to the themes, that's really what everybody really cares about is the theming and the medals and all stuff. I like, you know, the villains kind of theme for Wine and Dine. I like the springtime surprise thing. That's going to keep people interested to see when when is Dis- Run Disney going to reveal what that what that is going to be. Is it going to be at Marathon Weekend? Is it going to be during, like, print? Like, when are they going to, Princess Weekend, when are they going to let you know what the theme for that race weekend is going to be? That's going to be... Uh, pretty interesting and i think it's cool it gives them a little bit of leeway to experiment with things not lock themselves Trump. into uh you know one specific um idea i think princess is too big to go away wine and dine's not going to go like those are established events but i think the star wars thing it's cool but it's not everybody's cup of tea i think this maybe they'll do an avengers thing i don't know if they're allowed to do that because of i the don't whole... think they are yeah but but you know what there's other ips right you're mr ip there's other things that you could do yeah. you know what i'm saying unless, so unless unless well if they keep if they keep some of those characters outside the park technically they can as long as they're as long as they're like you know you have captain america and you have spider-man uh, cheering you on on Osceola Parkway instead of actually in the Magic Kingdom, technically they can. I'm sure there is lo- there is a loophole. There's some loopholes somewhere, but that's why they have the store in uh, Disney Springs. But I would say in some and substance, like really um, being back on Facebook and seeing you know Twitter reactions, people are super excited about it. it it's it's a like 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 Tim said, it's a positive thing. If this is your thing. It's awesome. If it's not, then don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's great that people are excited about it. The running community is excited about it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I have a hotel already booked for Marathon Weekend. I just got to get in the race now. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's one of those things now I have to, like, hopefully I can get on and, and actually get registered before the system completely crashes. So I'm excited, too. I'm just, again, I'm just stressed about the idea of actually having to go through the registration process and, I feel for the people that are going to be shut out and just, you know, it's, uh, it's going to happen, man. It happens every year. It stinks. It happens. It happens every year. And you know what, you know, I've, uh, you know, we end up, we end up running, we get our bibs somehow, you know, there was that time I ran as Diane. So it happens, but it's just, um, no, I, I think that uh, this has been a long time coming and it's time to start getting back to normal. And, uh, yeah, I just. Um, this was the last big hurdle. You got yeah, like people, no cr- people crowded together, sweating all over each other. So, if we can yeah. get this going again, we should be pretty good. So. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just looking forward to seeing my run Disney people again. Just just being around, even 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 if I don't end up getting a bib. Just being around all these people and everything, and you know, I just meeting up with them after in the parks those days and everything. I also like that um, the uh, races are not during uh, my Gold Pass uh, blockout dates in the spring because that was always a problem with the with the uh, Star Wars one. It was always do- it was always during blockout dates. Um, I heard a lot about running and I tuned out. So are you guys good? We're good. Okay, very good. Uh, I am. I too am glad that it's coming back only for the sense of uh, camaraderie. I mean, that was the first time I met Dave, Kyle, Joe, maybe. Did I meet you at a race? If if Heather goes away to run a race, what happens at your house? Risky business? Uh, I sleep. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I I hurt my knee somehow. You, You know, so long story short, I turned 30, I hurt my knee. Uh, don't know how it happened. 
And uh, if I were to slide it through the hardwood floors in my socks and underwear, I'm afraid of what would happen. Gotcha. Um, so with that being said, we're going to wrap up our, our news segment and our show this week with two in uh, memoriams for the Walt Disney World Resort. Trails End is receiving a new menu and removed from said menu is fried chicken. And if that wasn't enough heartache, Stacy on Must Do Disney is now officially gone. She was removed to, uh, you know, Channel 73 under Must Do Disney Spanish uh, for the longest time. Um, however, there is now an entirely new program on Channel 73 and Must Do Disney and our time with space, st- excuse me, our time with Stacy is no more. So we're going to start with Dave on this one. What are your thoughts on Must Do Disney going away and the removal of fried chicken at Trails End? All right. Well, Must Do Disney was just, uh, it needed to be reshot anyway at this point. Uh, you know, a highlight of everybody's, a lot of people's vacation, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people's vacation was uh, watching Stacy. You know, it was, it was one of my things that was like, you know, you put Stacy on, it's like, oh, I'm home. Uh, with that said, you know, the idea of the, the uh, in Walt's uh, legacy, you know, Disney is always changing. And you know what? Must do Disney was outdated. If, if, I, if I do need a dose of Stacy again, you know, there's always YouTube for that. And it was the it was the right it was the right decision and all that. So you know, she had her time, and you know what? She's uh, I'll, I'll always consider her a Disney icon and all that. But uh, at this point, you know, it's time for something new. Uh, Chuck, I do have a question about the tr- fried chicken. Yeah, are you still able to get it at the quick service? I believe they announced that there was no more fried chicken being made. Okay, well, then I have mixed emotions for that because uh, I love the fried chicken. As a matter of fact, uh, I stayed at Fort Wilderness a couple weeks ago, both in a tent site, and then we did a cabin, and we did go and get the family meal fried chicken, and it is absolutely delicious. As long as they serve the fried chicken at Hootsie Doo, I will have no problem with this. You know, you can get, you know, go to Trails End for something else. I'm sure whatever they do will be just as iconic but my my feeling is if uh if i want that fried chicken it's a it's a reason for me to go and buy another ticket to the hoopty doo because uh it just makes the hoopty doo even that more special that is if they actually bring it back to the hoopty doo well if they're not making fried chicken that could be some pretty ominous writing on the wall well there has been some rumors that hoopty doo uh, Hoopty Doo actors have been called back for and, and are in uh, are in rehearsals. So, who knows? That might be something that they might announce for. Uh, they should. That should be something that should be another 50th anniversary announcement. The coming back of Hoopty Doo, considering how old the show is and it, it basically dates back to the early days of Walt Disney World. So, it would just be poetic for the Hoopty Doo to come back around that time. Okay, now. Tim, what are your thoughts on the removal of Stacy and, I guess, the removal of fried chicken? 
I, I guess Stacy wasn't nearly as iconic to me as she has been to other people. I mean, I, I definitely get the connection where, I mean, if that's, you know, that sentimental connection where you turn that on, that's where it is. Uh, I've, I've always been attached to uh, just the regular theme park channel. I mean, the music, the background music always uh, has always gotten to me. That's 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 what always told me. Okay, you're you're actually here, and something. Sometimes I'll put on the background. I'll just I'll just put it on uh, in the background while I'm you know puttering around the house getting some things done. Uh, just nice to have it on. Uh, you know, just as that gives you kind of the nice warm fuzzies. As far as the uh, as far as the chicken at Trails End, I only went to Trails End once, and it's because it is a royal pain in the ass to get to. Uh, especially if you're just using Disney transportation and you're not staying at Fort Wilderness. So to me, it was just a lot of traveling for not really much of a payoff. I mean, the food was fantastic. It's the, the buffet's definitely a hidden gem. I will completely agree. Uh, but quite honestly, uh, like the only thing I really wanted to go back there for was to do that, hit up Crockett's Tavern because, well, <laughs> Davy Crockett has a tavern and you go have a drink in it. So uh, other than that, I mean, you know, it's, again, like you said, things are always changing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's time to, time to move on. And especially like Dave said, if the chicken's still at hoop to do I'm sure there's going to be people that'll be happy to buy a ticket to hoop to do just for that alone. All right. And Joseph. So I found us out. Uh, sure. I, I agree with Tim. Stacy was great. I, I wasn't. It, she didn't mean as much to me. If you were to talk about the voices of like the monorail system, like that would that would definitely hit me hard. Like I'm a huge fan of Tom Kane right now. Tom Kane's the current voice of the Walt Disney World monorail system. He's also the voice of a lot of the warnings you were getting in the park uh, recently with uh, wearing your masks and all that good stuff. Um, Jack Wagner, the original voice of Disneyland, you still hear him to this day. Please stand clear of the doors. Uh, some of the other guys, Kevin Miles, who was uh, a voice previously, uh, Matt Hansen, like those guys, like I'm a monorail geek. I like those when I hear those recordings, gives me goosebumps, brings me back to my old trips. So right now, like I'm a huge fan of Tom Kane. If they were to remove him from the monorail, that would kind of upset me a little bit. Um, he's also on the buses, too, as well. So if you are a fan of Stacy and you're upset, I can understand. To me, it's not a big deal, but it, I'm trying to equate it to something that would mean something to me. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's a contractual thing. I'm sure, you know, it's just easier to pay somebody to do a new spiel than to hire Stacy again and, you know, to, to pay, uh, you know, whatever it would cost to pay her. I'm sure they just probably did somebody in house to do it, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it kind of stinks, but you know, like I said, like Dave said, it's always evolving. Um, Stacy, the great thing is like Stacy lives on YouTube forever. Um, maybe it'd be cool if they brought her back some, somehow maybe in the future but you know right now that's not the case but uh as for the fried chicken i was kind of looking at the menu right now and i kind of equate this to like with the whole noodle gate with the ohana and they it was about a day and then they bring the brought the noodles back i don't see how like it's such a icon that had the fried chicken there but looking at the trails end uh menu right now and i don't know if it's just they're trying to be a little more be a little more healthy because it's like it's the the, the brisket they, they substitute rotisserie chicken uh, you know, uh, fingerling potatoes, green beans, buttered corn on the cob, which I know butter's not great for you, but so I mean, maybe they're trying to make it a little healthier. Maybe it's easier to do because it's just you throw a bunch of rotisserie chickens on a rotisserie. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is behind this, but if there's if there's a lot of fans out there and you want to see that come back, make a stink because I know when the Ohana noodles thing came out, I was pissed. So um, 
Yeah, if you want to see that fried chicken come back, because it's iconic. I mean, like, Disney does something right with their fried chicken recipe. You know, same thing at 50s Primetime. The fried chicken's great there. Trails in, it's like a staple, but if you don't like it, let Disney know. I mean, maybe they'll bring it back, but right now you're stuck with rotisserie chicken. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, but some things aren't meant to be messed with. You know, like, just leave the fried chicken there, but there's got to be a reason behind it. It's probably, probably a financial thing, but kind of sad. Well, must do Disney was must have done Disney in 2005. Um, Stacy was replaced as the voiceover for a, a good portion of the the show, and it was someone that sounded like her, but it was definitely not her. And then I believe it is Jen Trinkley Baker, Baker um, who does a lot of like the Disney Live along with uh, the other guy. I think his name's Mark. Um, they were also in the show, and there's no mention of them, so must do Disney as much as I loved it. It must have gone because it was very out of date. But we will miss you, Stacy. May you forever live on YouTube. She's not dead, but, you know, fair enough. Um, so with that being said, does anyone have any other thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, musings? Yeah, get the lead out of your butt and finish Epcot. Thank I mean, you. I have nothing no say in the whole process but okay i agree sorry i'm speaking in general not to you ah. i'm just disney get the lead out of your rear end and finish epcot for crying out loud i agree i'm staring at walls and only having you know kiosks to go to yes wall showcase and uh future wall is really really oh, problematic i'm really looking forward to them bringing back the uh cultural representatives because that just needs to happen I'm tired I'm tired of Ben giving me my sushi you know okay um Joe do you have any complaints no I mean I really don't I mean it's uh listen first world problems right every day we're seeing more and more positive news coming out the 50th it's looking more and more promising I guess than what we originally thought it was going to be so um I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I agree with Tim. I want to see Epcot Don. I agree with uh, Dave, you know. Unfortunately, the cultural stuff, you know, it's a it's a large week. They stopped the large wheel. It takes a long time to get it going again, especially yeah. especially bringing in people from uh, overseas. So, uh, you know, it's just going to take a little bit of time. But, uh, but I think, uh, you know, I look at it this way, right? Remember how crappy Disney Springs was for all of those years when it was a giant pit? And now it's awesome. So uh, I'm hoping we're, like, dealing with the pit right now of, like, and then eventually, within a year or two, it'll be back to being awesome again. So I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be really more optimistic yep. lately than I have been over the last six months. So that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, very valid, very very valid. You know, I think I'm, I'm going to take that one a little bit further. I'm going to say instead of the way Disney Springs was, I'm this, downtown Disney, Disney Springs. What I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take it across the country, and I'm going to say old California adventure and new California adventure. Yeah, I never experienced the old one, but I know they had a lot of problems with it. I watched a bunch of documentaries, so, um, but they fixed it, and it's better, and people love it, so sometimes it just takes a little course correction, right? But uh, yeah, I think it'll be good. So, All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up this week. But before we do, we're going to tell, we're going to have all of our co-hosts, friends, tell you where they can be found on the internet. We're going to start with Tim. You can find me at uh, plain underscore Tim on Twitter 
And with the way the Chicago Cup season is going, you can find me in the middle of the street yelling without pants. Uh, is the pants because of the Cubs, or is that just normal? Hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. You know, I'll be holding a sign. The best okay. nation is donate. Very good. Uh, Dave, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the gram at Figments Reality. Joe Quat. Uh, what about you? Twitter, Instagram at Joe Quat. Uh, Facebook at Quat Joe. Uh, you can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC Roundtable Show and the Disney Dads podcast as well. And Tim, uh, and give a shout out to our Canadian listeners out there. The Canadians beat the Lightning 3-2 to tonight to force a uh, game five in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. So to our Canadian listeners out there, uh, since I edit the show and I see we do have a bunch of Canadian listeners, uh, congratulations to you guys for forcing a Game 5 in the uh, Stanley Cup Final. Yes, thank you. Go Habs. And if you're Maple Leaf fans, my condolences. Okay, I could be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck on the Chat. You could find all of us on Facebook at The Mickey Dudes. You can find us on Instagram at The Mickey Dudes Podcast, on Twitter at The Mickey Dudes, and you can email us at uh, the Mickey dudes at gmail.com, which we may check sometime. But thank you all for joining us this week. We will see you all next week. Disney. I'm your host, Stacy. You know, there's a lot of things in life that you must do, but there are only a few of those must-dos that you really want to do. And that's why we're here today. We're going to take you all around the Walt Disney World Resort, park by park, and show you what's hot and what you must do right now at Walt Disney World. This is Must Do Disney. Let's go. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.